interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. What can you tell us about the bomb? Yes, John McEnroe is the bomb. Hey, it's Coolio if you don't know, and it is time for yet another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in lovely downtown Halifax. This is your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And we're also celebrating the 34th year of CKDU being around. Um, Nick Barrington with the previous show, uh, with the um, uh, anniversary show, there we go. Uh, and much thanks to him for filling those two hours with all sorts of things. Well, as much as we could fit, because the <laughs> as it would as it would happen, the um, Dalhousie Student Union Building is kind of closed today, so we weren't able to get quite all we wanted to get done. But um, we get her done as much as we can here at CKDU, and uh, we also get her done over at Low Bias Gaming. All the a whole lot of getting her done lately but uh, we have a few episodes up we have uh, jason with two new episodes of final fantasy 7 as well as four new episodes of vagrant story uh we also have his um 365 days of the super nintendo with the latest episode being uh true golf uh YLI country club there we go and uh, what's not on the website yet, but is available on the YouTube channel, is new videos from me! <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Uh, brand new videos. I've been going through the old um, low bias monthlies that I haven't done yet, and have started to do them, and it's pretty cool. At least I think so. Uh, so those will be going up on the website uh, very shortly. Um, for now, you can check them out on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash lowbiasgaming. Anyway, uh, here we go with some video game stuff and some chiptune stuff, as we usually do on this show. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM, Halifax.
You're listening to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by Kimitaka Matsumae and is uh, called Opening Genesis and is the opening theme for today's game from the archives. The people of Perel are being terrorized by horrible monsters known as minions from the Curse of Alkins. Through, though the villagers fought the minions, they could still coexist with the forest. But that was until the Onibubu, the Locust of Apocalypse, attacked the town without warning, plunging many of the villagers into a deep and endless sleep. Cyrus once had a great hunter known as uh, a Cocoon Master who could capture forest minions and soothe their miserable hearts. But the Cocoon Master disappeared several years ago and his whereabouts are still unknown, but all hope is not lost. The village has proclaimed young Levant the new Cocoon Master and sent him into the forest in a desperate attempt to save them. During his difficult and lonely quest, Levant will learn much of the world around him, the origin of the Curse of Alcana, the power of the forest god Elrim, or El- yes, Elrim, uh, the brilliance of his divine minions, the cursed legacy of the Nagi people, and even the truth of his own fate. As he ventures into the depths of the forest, Levant will face countless ordeals as he fight- fights minions. His holy tasks are to restore nature's lost harmony, decide the fate of his world, and learn to protect and care for the ones he loves. So this is Jake Cocoon, which is an RPG for the PlayStation developed by Genki and published by Crave Entertainment in North American release in 1998. Um, So yeah, this is more or less a game where, um, similar to Pokemon, you can capture monsters, but you can also kind of train, well, I suppose... There is a fair amount of overlap with Pokemon with this game, but it uh, does have its own, um, like you can have, uh, hmm. I'm trying to think how to describe this without going into Pokemon territory. Well, you know what? You can go check it out yourself. It's actually a pretty good game. And we have Scarlet along with Ragnats and Toe uh, doing that game for you. 42 episodes available on lowbiasgaming.net. Check it out.
that last part was creepy. That was Snowy Haired Reaper Girl 2019 Remaster by Don't Blink or You'll Die. Nice name there. And you are listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is time for the news of the weird. And as previously mentioned, I am looking for something similar to news of the weird, but not the same thing, because Jason's doing that over at um, Electric Leftovers, and I would like to be able to add a little bit of variety. So if you know of anything similar to news of the weird, please let me know. Uh, over on Twitter at SquareSim, S-Y-M. And also, I do not read these stories ahead of time, and some of these might not jive well with all audiences. This segment is usually about 14 minutes long or so. Seems to, it seems to get longer. As lo- like The longer I do this show, it seems to get longer, so I don't know. Take that as you will. Our lead story... Wait, what? Well, good start. Uh, Vev a Los Angeles-based internet startup, is offering consumers the luxury to choose when when to become sick with a cold, gushes 34-year-old Oliver Neeson, the company's founder. For $79.99, Vev will send you a box containing a Petri dish which houses a facial tissue used by a sick person. Neeson explained to Time Magazine that the recipient wipes their nose with the provided tissue and contracts a cold virus to get it out of the way before, say, leaving on a vacation. But Charles Gerba, professor of microbiology at the University of Arizona, debunked Neeson's theory. There are more than 200 types of rhinoviruses. Getting inoculated from one doesn't protect you against all the others. He adds that Vev's customers will never know what exactly is on the provided tissues, which Neeson says are produced by a, quote, stable of 10 go-to sneezers, some recruited on the internet. Still, Neeson claims to have sold about a thousand used tissues, although the company's website currently shows the product as sold out. We've had some supply chain issues, Neeson said, without offering details. Ick! Why? Why would you do that? Oh my goodness, these people! What? I mean, aside from the fact that um, what um, Professor Gerba has told us, that's still just gross. And also, you you don't know if it's going to be a cold. You might end up getting the flu. You might end up getting something worse. Who knows? Don't do that. Do not order from this company. Like seriously. Gift with purchase. A shopper at a Primark store in Essex, England, was startled to discover a human bone in a sock on December 10th. Essex police reassured the public that the bone, quote, did not appear to be a result of recent trauma, and it did not have any skin attached to it, according to Sky News. A Primark spokesman said the company is checking with its supplier and, quote, no evidence of any kind exists to suggest that any incident has occurred in the factory, so it is highly probable that this object was placed in the sock by an individual for unknown reasons. I think I know the reason to get in the news of the weird. Or at least, you know, Sky News or... Well, it got in the news of the weird, but still, don't disturb the dead. What's wrong with you? Police report. Hmm. A little, a little more um, regular news, the weird flavor, I'm sure. What's regular here? I don't know. A motorist in New Cannon, Connecticut, called police on January 23rd after spotting a woman stopped at an intersection in the driver's seat of her car with her eyes closed. When officers arrived, they found Stephanie Warner Grease, 50, quote, unable to basic an- a two. Unable to answer basic questions, according to the arrest report. Apparently, I'm unable to to basic read sentences. Um, anyway, they detected an, or- an odor of vanilla coming from her breath, and her speech was slurred. In addition, several bottles of pure vanilla extract were located inside the vehicle. The Hour reported Warner Grease failed field sobriety tests, and... Sh- 
excuse me, and she was charged with driving under the influence of vanilla extract. The Food and Drug Administration requires that pure vanilla extract must be at least 35% alcohol, which makes it 70 proof. Which means don't go chugging that bottle of vanilla extract before you go driving. You might like the taste, you will get drunk. At least in the States, I don't know what, what Canada has to say about it. The FDA and... Oh my goodness, I don't even know what it is in Canada. But anyway, different, different regulations, and that's why our Coca-Cola tastes different here and there, I guess. I'm rambling. Let's keep moving. It's good to have goals, by the way. Um, Pavel Durdik added another Guinness Re a world record to his collection on August 3rd in Puchov, Slovakia by extinguishing 62 lighted matches with his tongue within one minute, according to United Press International. In the video posted by Guinness World Records on January 25th, Durdik had the matches laid out in front of him and lighted each one before putting it out on his tongue. He also holds the record for most socks put on one foot within 30 seconds. So, I'm just wondering, like, there, there's a lot of people who practically make a career in uh, Guinness World Record making, but what defines, what exactly defines what you can make a record of? Like, I guess just think of the most stupid mundane thing and do it as fast and as much as possible. But then you, but then you have people, um, lighting and putting out matches with their tongue. I don't know, man. Well, you do you. You know, if that, if that's what makes you happy and you're not hurting anyone, then you do you. Our next story, Gutsy. So much for advanced Russian security as art lovers browse an exhibit uh, exhibition at Moscow's Tretyakov Gallery on January 27th, Euronews reported, a thief nonchalantly strolled in, plucked a 1908 landscape by Arkip Quinzi? Quinji? Quinji? Q-I-N-D-Z-H-I. Anyway. Quinji, let's go with that, off the wall and walked out of the building. Police quickly viewed surveillance video and arrested a 31-year-old man who admitted he hid the painting worth an estimated $185,000 in an unfinished building nearby. The gallery was able to recover the painting and announced that, quote, security me measures have been reinforced at all venues of the Tretyakov Gallery. Well, sometimes the best place to hide is in plain sight, I guess. But, um, might want to watch, um, might want to have a better watch at what you're trying to display that costs, you know, over $100,000. Anyway, just my opinion. Our least competent criminal, police in Austin, Texas, caught up with 19-year-old suspect Luca P. Mangirano on January 24th, a month after a bank robbery, in large part because of his choice in getaway vehicles. According to police, Mangirano stepped into the BBVA Compass Bank on December 18th and handed a note to the teller reading, This is a robbery. Please give me all your hundreds and fifties in an envelope and everything will be okay. The employee did as directed and the robber left the building, then hopped on a jump electric scooter and took off down the sidewalk. I can see where this is going. He perhaps failed to consider the fact that the scooters are linked to GPS tracking systems and online accounts with phone numbers, email addresses, and credit card information, which after police obtained them from jump, led them to Mangerano. Austin Detective Jason Chapardi told the Washington Post, we never had a scooter involved in a robbery. You know, if you're going to do something bad, put a little more thought to it. But as I like to say, it might be a good idea not to do something bad in the first place. It usually blows up in your face. 
Our next story, Bright Idea. Outdoorsman Scott Ritchie of Loveland, Colorado has a new lease on life thanks to 3D printing. Ritchie, 52, was diagnosed with a rare form of bone cancer in early 2018 after noticing pain in his hip after fly fishing. CBS4 in Denver reported Dr. Ronald Hugate of the Panorama Orthopedics and Spine Center in Highlands Ranch took an aggressive and creative approach to treating Ritchie. He made a 3D virtual model of Ritchie's pelvis, then designed an implant to exactly replace the area of bone that would have to be surgically removed. Made of titanium, the implant was produced using a 3D printer. Two weeks later, after surgery, Richie was walking with crutches and, ex and is expected to walk on his own in a few weeks more. Although he was warmed, he might have a limp. If I do have a limp, it's better than nothing, Richie said. Now, that's, that's the sort of thing that I like to see. Using technology for good things. I... I didn't honestly know that uh, you could 3D print titanium, but um, hey, now he's got something in common with Sia, so I guess that's a thing. But no, for real, it's uh, it's good to, to see these new procedures taking place and advancements, especially in medical technology, just make the world a better place. No need for all this suffering. Let's replace the entire human bot. No, let's not do that. Just the parts that are trying to kill us. Um, our next story... Uh, no. Our next story... No, that's the actual... <laughs> that's the actual headline. Uh, no. On January 29th, the Kenwa, Illinois Police Department put a call out for volunteers to help with a training session taking place that evening. Officers are undergoing their annual taser training tonight and are looking for members of the public who are willing to volunteer for the experience, announced Week TV, W-E-E-K. Uh, volunteers were required to sign an exposure waiver in order to participate, but it was unclear whether the tasers would be alive. I, 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 wow. You know, I do know for a fact, though, that a lot of uh, police departments do actually expose their officers to live tasers just so that they can kind of get a feel of what, um, what, it, you know, they have, because they usually do have tasers on hand, just, just so that they know what power that they have and might think twice before actually using it on someone. Um, however, January 29th, it's the the polar vortex has been really hitting hard around, um, you know, mid northern U.S. and Canada. Well, mid southern Canada. Well, I mean, northern Canada is always cold. But I'm rambling again. Anyway, quite the thing. And, um, hope that worked out well. Uh, one more story. Well, actually, two more stories. Uh, our next story. Ew. Penny Pa... Pospicil. Penny... Penny Pospicil. There we go. Pospicil. 47 of Sumter County, Florida, was arrested on January 25th for the alleged murder of her boyfriend, 55-year-old 50, Anthony Mitchell, according to WFTV. Investigators believe that last August in the Lake, Lake Pan RV village where Pospisil and Mitchell lived, she killed Mitchell and cut his body into pieces, uh, living with the remains in their camper. Okay. When neighbors asked about him, she explained that Mitchell had died of natural causes and she had him cremated. But they also noticed a foul odor coming from the camper and that Pospisil was regularly showering at the pool. When police arrived in December to investigate her overdue lot fee, she told them that she was the victim of domestic violence and had killed Mitchell in self-defense. She faces charges of second-degree murder and abuse of a dead human body. Okay. Just kind of in retrospect, it's kind of... There are better ways to deal with that. But, um... You know how I was saying, you do you... This is the exception. Uh, our last story for today, 
blaming blame it on the meth. Do I have to? Deborah Lynn Johnson, 69, of Searles, Minnesota, suffered from heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, and mental illnesses, according to the Mankato Free Press, and was a patient at a transitional uh, care center before her husband took her home to have a death party, he later told authorities. Brown County Sheriff's officers responding to a 911 call from Dwayne Arden Johnson, 58, on January 24th found the words, Death Pard God Hell? What? Spray painted on her on the front door. Dwayne came out of the house naked, yelled that his wife was dead, and ran back inside where officers found him in the bathtub picking, quote, things from his skin. Okay. Deborah's body, still warmed, was wrapped in a sheet. Dwayne told police his wife had begged him to take her home to die, so they had staged the party, rocking out to quiet rights, mental health, and taking methamphetamines. After her death, Dwayne said he washed and wrapped her like the Bible told me to do. Police found stolen guns and hundreds of rounds of ammunition in the home, and Dwayne was charged with felony counts of theft and receiving stolen property. Um, you know what? The less said about that, the better, I think. Let's, um, let's move on to something else. Let's move on to the weather. That sounds like a great idea. Um, oh boy, maybe it's not. Um, it is currently 9 degrees. 9? It is currently minus 9 degrees here in Halifax with a wind chill of minus 17. Uh, tonight, uh, minus 14 low and a 6% chance of flurries when west 30 kilometers an hour gusting to 50. And um, no indication of how much precipitation, if there is any. Uh, Saturday, February 2nd, snow all day. How lovely. Um, high of minus 5 and low of minus 14. Sunday, February 3rd, sunny skies and high of minus 3 going down to a low of minus 8 and cloudy at night. Monday, February 4th, flurries of rain showers and high of plus 1 going down to a low of minus 1 and cloudy periods at night. Tuesday, February 5th, a 60% chance of showers all day with a high of 4 and a low of 1 above 0. Uh, Wednesday, February 6th, cloudy skies and high of plus 3 going down to a low of minus 1 and 6% chance of flurries at night. And Thursday, February 7th, 6% chance of flurries or rain showers and a high of 3 degrees. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax, and time for some more music, I think.
That was Miss Pale with Instruments of Cyanide Chiptune Cover. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. I'm Coolio if you don't know it, and it's time for Red... Uh, no, not for that. For Rapid Review Rampage. Uh, basically, what this is, is um, every minute I will be reviewing another game. I will have a choice of uh, two different games to review, and I'll have a minute to talk about it. Uh, this time I have a list of games from my Steam library, and um, we'll see how that goes, I suppose. I did this before, and um, I think that went pretty well. Time to do it again today, and we are starting this in 3, 2, 1, go. Uh, let's start with Binding of Isaac, then. Uh, basically, this is um, this has been loaded a lot as a um, roguelike. I wouldn't really call it a roguelike. I would call it more of a. Um, it is procedurally generated. There is permadeath, but at the same time, it's um, it's you know live. It's not turn based. It's um, it just doesn't feel like a roguelike. It is progressive in its nature, which is kind of a thing that uh, has been happening more and more lately with uh, games of this type. But in any case, as far as the game itself, it's a simple game to pick up. It's very hard to master. There's a lot to unlock. There's many different items to get. And um, if you if you do get into this game, you can be in it for quite the long haul. So. And Binding of Isaac. It's a pretty cool game. It's been around for a while and um, it will still appeal to some people sometimes, but maybe not me so much. Uh, let's see. Rune Spell Overture. Um, this is a game. Um, it's kind of an interesting game. It's an RPG, but it's an RPG based on poker hands. Um, you, more, you more or less have your own, uh, I guess you could say, solitaire tableau. And the enemy has their own and you try to assemble five cards uh, together together to make poker hands and the stronger the poker hand um, the stronger the attack that you will uh, put onto your opponent so it's kind of an interesting concept in that um, I did try to play it um, kind of recently I don't think I really had played it previously uh, like since the steam roll that was like forever ago but um it's just missing a certain spark that doesn't quite keep me attached to the game as much as it really should retro city rampage uh this is a game that's um it's basically a top-down view uh th think of it as um let's say for some reason i want i want to kind of liken it to the uh, top-down view mode in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, but it, it's way more than that. It's more or less a call-out to all retro gaming. It has some pretty cool music. Uh, I know that uh, Vert is in there. Um, oh my goodness, who else is in there? Anyway, has a, has some pretty cool music, has some pretty good um, gameplay to it. I've never actually finished it, but um, throughout the um, throughout my doing of the whole uh, low bias monthly project, I do plan on on uh, actually assaulting that game and going start to finish. I will finish this game. It's worth finishing. Okay. Ukulele. Uh, Ukulele is a 3D platformer very much in the vein of uh, Banjo-Kazooie, especially since it was made by a lot of the same people who made Banjo-Kazooie, uh, who kind of sharded off from uh, from uh, Rare and uh, created their own company, uh, Platonic Games, I believe it's called. Um, so, of course, pretty much the, the same sort of um, format and feel as a Banjo-Kazooie game, you have the two-person duo who are kind of uh, snarking at snarking at each other with um, not really voice acting. 
it's uh, more or less they're sounding off at each other but there is a, a big variety of uh, levels of moves the only complaint that i really have is that the levels are way too big and it's hard to find everything but uh, i did eventually clear that game 100 percent and i was very happy for the experience uh jamestown jamestown is a um it's a shmup um there's a it actually it's kind of an interesting theme for a shmup because you're not like it's not like a space shooter or anything in fact it's kind of set in the past and i mean colonial past but you have flying ships shooting at each other i don't know i haven't played it in a little while but um it's, it was really a fun play um you have um vaunt mode which i uh when you start off vaunt mode you get a shield but then um i think you're you're a little more exposed until you end vaunt mode i i kind of forget exactly how that works but um i do remember having a lot of fun with this game i kind of need to to go back and play it i don't think i'll ever finish it on the hardest settings but um i would like to at least give it the old college try uh, Kingsway. Kingsway is a um, very interesting game. It it has very much of a feel of, uh, let's say, um, Castle of the Winds or uh, Mordor the Depths of the Genel, uh, in that you have multiple windows that all represent the game. You have your desktop as well. It's, it's very, well, it, it has its own kind of uh, built-in type of desktop environment type of thing. It's really an interesting game, especially if, I know I keep saying the same thing, but especially if you grew up with uh, that sort of Windows 3.1 or even uh, Mac like System 7, 8 um, RPG type of thing. Uh, very reminiscent of that. I, I actually almost made it to the end. I made it to what I think is the final boss on my first try. So maybe I should go back and give it another try and actually finish it properly. Um, Reseteer. Reseteer is a um, kind of multifaceted game. Um, you uh, are Reset. Uh, you have a uh, fairy friend named Tear. Well, I say friend, but she's more of a creditor. Uh, and um, you're trying to build a store in order to pay your father's debt, uh, which is a fairly large number. I don't remember exactly how much, but um, there's two ways that you can play this. You can either play the market, uh, try to buy low and sell high, or you can uh, get a, uh, an adventurer and go into dungeons and sell items for 100% of the profit. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways to play this game. Well, by a lot, I mean at least two. And um, it was a nice, cute game. Fun little thing. And I would play it again. Dungeon Men's. Oh, yes. Dungeon Men's. Uh, this, is, uh, this is what I would actually call a roguelike. Um, it does also have the progressive element because... A lot of people don't like having to start all over from the beginning when they die, which was the thing that, the thing to do in roguelikes of old. But um, it does actually have the Ironman's Challenge, which um, does have complete permadeath. So if you die, you lose everything. But the normal uh, heroic mode, uh, you send your dungeonmen off. Um, eventually, they might die to something, but whatever you ended up bringing back to Dungeonman's Academy does improve it and uh, also improves the chances of the next person that you're sending out. So you have as many tries as you want to try to um, get to the end and um, never got to the end because it's a very long game but I definitely would like to um, get that done at some point as well. VVVVVV, I think I might have covered that on the channel before. Uh, just in brief, more or less. But uh, it is a platformer kind of modeled after um, the old computers like Commodore 64 and all that. Um, your only controls are left, right, and flip. Uh, you can't actually jump. Uh, if you flip, you must uh, actually fall until you get to a, um, to a platform 
where you can, you know, flip again or whatever you need to do. Try to get to the end of the level. Try to get as many of the 20 shiny trinkets as po as uh, you possibly can. I did Let's Play this a long time ago. It has wonderful music by Soul Eye. It's a very simple game, but it's hard to... Um, it, it is the type of game that's easy to easy to play, hard to master, and I would recommend it to anyone looking for a good platformer challenge. Uh, this is going to be the last one, I think. Uh, FTL Faster Than Light. Uh, FTL Faster Than Light is um, another game that calls itself a roguelike, and I'm I'm kind of hesitant to give it the roguelike title because it doesn't really fit a lot of the criteria that a roguelike really should be. But uh, the idea is that you're in space, there are procedurally generated levels, um, the events are not so much procedurally generated, but um, their order definitely is. And you're trying to get your um, your um, Federation ship uh, all the way back to home space to um, inform the Federation of a rebel attack that's um, closing in on um, the home base. And then hopefully defeat the uh, mothership. I think I've done it one time, but not any more than that. Pretty neat game, but uh, that's all the time that I have to talk about it. So anyway, that was the uh, rapid review rampage. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you have any suggestions on what I could do for future uh, rapid review rampages, please let me know over on Twitter at uh, SquareSim, S-Y-M. All right, let's get some more music and um, get this underway, I suppose. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
And that one was uh, Cool Kid with Potato Chip Tune. I see what they did there. And uh, that is going to bring us to the end of this hour. Hope you had fun. I know I did. And I will be back next week with what you might ask. Well, I honestly don't really know. But uh, I usually come up with something for you guys. So it will be an adventure for all of us, I believe. Anyway, time to send this off as we usually do. Um, as soon as I have this up. There we go. Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Lobias Gaming, lobiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McMeal Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Segment music composed by Format, uh, Manami Namiki, Noriki Kimikura, Simon Weddington, Zandax, and Ensnare. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by the Witching Our Earth and Sky at 7 p.m. and the Vinyl Factory at 8.30. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim. You can also call the CKDU feedback line at 902-494-8041. There's also a podcast version of the show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim or just search for Square Wave Symphony. Square Wave is one word on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio or wherever you find your podcasts, I suppose. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolio if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time.